AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next water fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and welcome to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. We are underwritten by National Grid and sponsored in part by Lifetime Medical. And boy, what a hot day it is out there, everybody. I'm not sure how you're feeling, but I came into the studio and I thought I was melting. But now it's a little bit better and I'm feeling a little bit cooler. And I'm remembering this last weekend's water fire, which was absolutely beautiful weather. Um, and, you know, it's very interesting because two of my guests that are going to be my first guests on the show today were actually at water fire uh, this weekend. So they'll be able to tell you what their take on it was. Uh, it was quite an interesting night. We had some lightning flashes in the background, but, you know, we didn't get hit on the river, which uh, was a very good thing. And to my producer, Brett, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, thanks. Yeah, did you have a good weekend? I did, thank you. What'd you do? Uh, not really all that much, but it was relaxing. You didn't come down to Waterfire, did you? I did not. You know, Brett, one of these days we're going to get you down there. It's, it's going to come. But anyway, I wanted to, um, you know, today is really an important show to me just because, as we all know, Water Fire is all about community. And we work with tons of volunteers um, to put on the event and to make it possible for people. But today's show is about even more of the other wonderful things happening here in Rhode Island um, and all about community action and people that are doing just amazing things, uh, not only to help our youth, but just to help make Rhode Island a better place to uh, to live and to work and to be. So uh, without further ado, I am so excited to introduce you to my first two guests. I've got Kobe Dennis and Sean Holly, um, who have both been working on something called well, Project Night Vision, which we'll talk about, but also so if you haven't heard about it, I'm not sure what rock you've been under, but the Providence Midnight Summer Basketball League. Uh, I think it's just wrapped up, but I really was excited to uh, have these guys on to talk about the work they're doing with inner city youth and everything that's going on. So, hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? That was, that was a very deep hello. <laughs> I think that was Sean Holly over there. <laughs> Definitely. And Kobe Dennis. But, you know, guys, one, congratulations on, you know, just this Midnight Basketball League and just doing wonderful things for our youth. I'm going to start with you, Kobe. Um, could you describe to us, one, what the program is and what you've been doing? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Uh, the Midnight Basketball League was definitely a, a culmination of a law enforcement community and um, a business community actually getting together to show Providence and the state of Rhode Island what we could do when we all come as one. Uh, with, with basketball as the backdrop, we was able to create an atmosphere of fun, excitement, uh, business opportunities for local people to vend. Uh, it was just a great time. We had um, about 350 players, about 100 staff members, and thousands of fans literally every night as we hosted uh, basketball games from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. in four locations around the city. 
That so uh, they're bidding, hopping at four different locations oh, at, the, at same the same time. time? That's awesome. Same time. And so what what were the ages of the participants? Here? So the ages were 18 plus. We called it. So our youngest player was 18, <laughs> and our oldest was 52. All right, nice. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I guess. When we were talking before we came on air, you were telling me, uh, well, one, tell me about yourself and what brought you to want to bring basketball back. You said you had said that 20 years ago you had a program like this that was happening, right? Well, 20 years ago, I can't uh, claim responsibility for it, <laughs> but I definitely was a part of it. I was actually just a fan hanging out. I had wrapped up um, my basketball career. I just came home from the Navy. I was a Navy vet and um, served in, you know, 89 to uh, 93 and when I came home, uh, there was just an excitement going on, and it was, you know, the Midnight League, and everyone in the city would, you know, go home and get dressed and, and get ready to go watch basketball throughout the city, thousands of people from all over the city and in the state. So, um, you know, 20 years, fast forward 20 years ahead, I was just wondering why we never had it, and, and digging deeper and researching it, it was all about money. And uh, so we found a way this, this year to bring it together and say, look, if we can get the community to support this, we can put it on. All right, because I know, so you've been working with Sean Holly. Sean, what is your um, position here with... Well, I help out Kobe in, in any capacity needed. Uh, but let me start off by saying that Kobe's being very modest in his uh, explanation of uh, the Midnight League and his involvement. Um, he, he's really been pretty pretty major um, in terms of he, he took an initiative uh, to the mayor, um, him... Kobe, the mayor, director of rec- recreation, Mike Stevens, they all collaborated and were on board. But but Kobe was the spearhead. He um, uh, really got the guys rallied together to bring back this initiative, the Providence um, Midnight Summer Basketball League, which has been huge in the community um, and arguably second to or maybe next to the Water Fires, the hottest <laughs> brand out there in the area. Um <laughs> Certainly the Midnight League is, is right there. It's been um, very important for the community. Well, I would think so because, I mean, one of the things that we, I know that with Waterfire that we try to do is give people options of things that are positive, um, whether it's volunteering with us or just coming down to the Absolutely. event. And I can only imagine that, um, one, we know what an important part sports plays uh, in people's lives, especially kids that are inner city kids, um, gives them something to do. So what have you seen? I mean, when when you actually take a look at the areas where you're doing this basketball, how are you finding that it's affecting people's lives or changing lives? Well, I look at each, I mean, as Kobe mentioned, there's four four venues, um, and each venue really is kind of reflective of the community that it sits in. Uh, We have the... uh, Johnny Brito, Gano, uh, Gano Street Court. There's the um, Billy Taylor, uh, Buckland Park Court. There's Davis Park Court and uh, Davy Lopes Court. But each court is reflective of, as far as the, the fans, the community, the players that play in it, the vendors, the uh, businesses attached to it is uh, kind of a microcosm of that particular area. Um, but it's been... Um, not just in a city, I mean, because you, you got players from all walks of life that are playing. I mean, it's yeah. some very strong colleges and universities that are represented in the league. There's uh, Providence College, University of Connecticut, Johnson & Wales, um, UMass Dartmouth, uh, 
uh, Bristol Community College. Um, so it really does. It runs the gamut yeah, of who, who's participating absolutely. in this. Did somebody have to pay to participate in this? Or how, do, how does that work? Do you become a – is there a membership involved? Or do you sign up and you've got a kind of audition – I say auditions. So I'm an actress. <laughs> you, do you have to audition for the team? Um. <laughs> Shoot three foul shots and you're in, though. Um, we, we actually – the league – it was the mayor's idea to absolutely let the league uh, become free. It was also Mayor Providence's idea to spread it out to the state of Rhode Island. It was just going to be a Providence League. And then we said, what better way to show, you know, unity but letting the whole invite it to the whole state. Uh, so it was a free league. Uh, not only did the players all receive a jersey um, with their sponsor on the back, they also received a free pair of Reebok sneakers from Reebok. Uh, Reebok made a $30,000 donation, and all 350 players received uh, uh, sneakers valued at $100, $150. That's awesome. I mean, just to, again, to get that, you know, people coming together to actually make it happen. Because we were talking about that, you know, one thing that a lot of us face, whether it's Water Fire or any of these other programs, is a lack of funding and getting people interested and in getting them on board to sponsor and to make these programs available. And I know that, I mean, did you find that was a difficult process, uh, getting this off the ground again this year? Or? Uh, it was very difficult uh, in the in the onset, mainly because there's so many nonprofits uh, in the state. And, you know, I think yeah. Rhode Island has one of the highest rates of nonprofits in the country. Uh, and to go to people, to you had to prove to them that this is not just the average idea. And, and it wasn't because it provided hope to a lot of the people that feel hopeless in our community. Uh, you know, to tell people, to see little kids out there shooting, asking, uh, you know, is the Midnight League going to be around when they when they turn 18? Mm-hmm. Um, ask grown men coming there with their children and their wives and their grandmothers with their beach chairs and just hanging out in the middle of, you know, the inner city in the hot sun, you know, three or four hours straight just just to be with their neighbor. What other opportunities do you have to really talk with your neighbor besides church, maybe, or or a funeral on the other end? Other than that, you know, they don't see each other. So for them to come out and have basketball as the backdrop, something fun, (laughs) with law enforcement right beside them, politicians. We've had had Cranston politicians coming uh, from all over the state. Warwick and, and, of course, the Providence politicians came out just to watch the games and sit with the people. Well, because it's fun, and and it's a good time, and again, everybody can be involved. And I love the fact that you've got the law enforcement involved. We were talking about this. Um, You work with the state police, you were saying? Yes. Well, they actually had a team in the the league as well. Well, the state police had a team and the Providence police and the Providence fire department. Did they play each other? They played each other. Well, they didn't play each other. They didn't get a chance to, but they played against the community. I was going to say who won. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to start anything. This is Rhode Island. Let's stop. (laughs) Everybody was competitive. No, it was great. It was great. Well, I mean, I think it's just wonderful work that you're doing, and we're going to have to take a a break um, in a second, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about not only the Midnight Summer Basketball League, but where's this going in the future? Are we going to see it next summer? Is there something that we can see happening in the fall? And again, I want to get back to this Project Night Vision. Um, That really is intriguing to me. So everyone, you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk in business. I'm speaking with Kobe Dennis and Sean Holly, and uh, we'll be right back. Want to be involved in Rhode Island's largest volunteer-supported arts organization? Waterfire Providence has rewarding volunteer opportunities at every Waterfire lighting and throughout the week, every week. Our incredible volunteers make it all happen in a variety of ways, from being on the river to greeting guests and everything in between. 
There's truly something for everyone. Individuals and groups can get involved today. Email us at volunteer at waterfire.org or call 401-273-9727. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And I've been having a great conversation with two amazing men um, that are doing really wonderful things here in not only Providence, but pretty much the state of Rhode Island. And it's all related to, yeah, jumping through hoops and throwing things through hoops. So I'm, I'm here with Kobe Dennis, who is the commissioner of the Providence Midnight Summer Basketball League, and Sean Holly, uh, who... It's the coordinator, and uh, I know a big help uh, trying to put everything together having to do with this uh, Midnight Summer Basketball League. But when we went to break, we were just talking about it's more than just basketball, guys, isn't it? Absolutely. So It's a lifestyle. It's definitely more than basketball. So when we say that, so I know we're going to bring people out there. They're going to be playing basketball. We're bringing the community together. But what else is happening? What's there? So, you know, I just like to start by saying that, as we said before, basketball is the backdrop in in, in several um, inner cities. You know, basketball goes way back to the days of you know Julius Irvin and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Those guys, you know, grew up in the mean streets of of their cities, and and in the city of Providence, I wouldn't say they're so mean, but I I know there's uh, a lack of opportunities. So we took basketball, which is very easy to put together, but we brought so many things uh, along with it. So, for instance, we came up with the slogan more than basketball because we wanted people, especially our sponsors as well, to realize that this would not just be sponsoring guys dribbling up and down the court. It would go much further than that. So when they get off the court, they were able to uh, talk to people from the National Guard, who was one of our biggest sponsors. They were able to talk to the Rhode Island State Police about recruitment. They were able to talk to the Providence Police about recruitment. Uh, even the Lincoln PD, Warwick PD, they have all called me up to come and be a part of the uh, Providence Midnight League to recruit and to, just to be around uh, the people in the inner city to, to talk to them and pick their brain about different issues and things that are going on. See, that's awesome because I remember when I had Hugh Clemens on the show a while ago, a lot of his initiatives, I don't know, at least in Providence, where it's what he would call community policing. So getting back out there and getting like your boots on the ground and actually talking to people. And so this sounds like the perfect environment to do that. But also, so now you're providing a place for people, em- employment opportunities, essentially. Yes. Which and is- yes, and we have, I'm sorry, and we had uh, two or three jobs programs come out and speak to people about employment opportunities you know, how to how to fill out applications and what to do on the job, so on and so forth. So, we, we you know, this is, as I'll say again, more than basketball, and we're going to continue throughout the year um, to, to give opportunities to the basketball players. Because, again, we will see this coming back next summer, most definitely. And definitely back in the next summer. Um, one of the other things we look to do in, a, in the future is career counseling mm-hmm. um, to help uh, our youth. Uh, empower them, enrich them with skill sets that can they can carry forward into different careers. So that's uh, also point out to them that there's other things to do than just play sports out there, um, or even in the sports um, industry. There's many different type of employment opportunities, whether it's uh, being the owner, whether it's uh, in the PR department, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a number of different careers that are wrapped around sports itself. You don't have to be the one dribbling the ball or or um, carrying the football down the field. There's 
there's plenty of other. Well, and you've got personal experience with that because I know that when you you've been a sports agent, right? Correct. As well as a, a lawyer, and so I, I, all right. Sean sent over his bio yesterday, and it was like pages and pages, and I was like, I don't even know what to do with this because you've done so much. But you're right. There, there's so many places to go. Um, one, I think, just even just being able to play sports is it's good for the soul. It's exercise, it's movement, it's discipline, it's strategy, right. um, and learning those things. You're right; it crosses all sorts of like different levels, and it can lead to marketing. And there's there's so many different options and places for people to go. What is your passion about teaching? And I'm gonna ask this to each of you about uh, teaching our youth and really kind of lending a hand um, out to our youth. What, where does that come from? Well, well obviously, to start out, is, you know, it's giving back. Um, it's um, helping the youth uh, have a better platform than I had. Um, not that I had a bad platform, but that the fact is, you know, I want to make sure that our youth are, are stronger and better and more uh, empowered for careers than um, than we are. Yeah. So, did you grow up in Rhode Island, Sean? No. No, I grew up in D.C. Okay. So Washington, D.C., yeah. I came to Rhode Island as a result of going to Providence College and pretty much have been here ever since in some capacity. Well, I know because I was introduced to you when you were doing the full court boardroom, which is something that is at P.C., right? And it brings together alumni. and. Yeah, it's a, it started out with uh, bringing back uh, former Providence College basketball players, mm-hmm. uh, but it has gravitated towards also individuals who have uh, an interest in those former players too as well so it's um put a good rallying and there's a degree of philanthropy involved in that as well don't you guys have yeah each summer we we try to do some sort of event that gives back to some particular organization in, in the community so it's not just us coming back every summer um, just to get together, but also to make uh, good use of our time, too, as well. And have you been involved with the Summer Basketball League? So did you do any... Do- well, we had some of the players come out to the... Uh, uh, just so happens that the um, our playoff and championship Saturday for the Midnight League coincided with the same weekend of the Providence uh, full-court boardroom coming back. So oh, cool. there were a number of players that were able to come back and watch the playoffs and, and uh, interact with some of the kids there. That's awesome. And so, Kobe, I want to go back to you. So what is it about you? So, it, Because Lord knows there's not a lot of money in this. Um, so there's <laughs> got to be something uh, passion-wise that really um, is feeding your soul. Sure. Uh, but I, before I get to that, I wanted to talk about the two things that I neglected to speak about and I'm very passionate about, which is the voter registration initiative mm-hmm. and the veterans. So the two Vs we want to talk about because voter registration is very key. And with a lot of these players and their siblings being teenagers, you can vote. Uh, You can register to vote at 16. I think maybe 50% of the players, including some of my staff members, didn't know that. You can register to vote at 16. You can't actively vote to 18. But these are the things that we were able to teach the players. That's awesome. I, well, education. <laughs> education. Again, that's, that's, that's perfect. But again, so what, what is that, that, that passion that you've got? So, so my passion, you know, as we played basketball right next to Veterans Hospital over there in Providence, at the court right below it, uh, one of the locations was there, you know, just to give back uh, to the community and let everyone know that, you know, I went off to war and things like that, not to, to be a hero, but to, to show people that these are the different things that you can do when you're there or come back uh, to your home city. Uh, to continue to do what I do, it has a lot to do with uh, the state of my community, which you know I'm not always happy with. Uh, but instead of sitting back complaining or going, to, you know, barbershop talk, I get out there and do it. 
Right uh, on. I'm an action guy. <laughs> Just do it, right? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, the other thing, and we haven't touched on it, even as close to it as much as I'd, I'd like to, is um, Project Night Vision. That's something totally separate, but it's happening all over the state that you're, are you the, right. you're the founder, uh, right? Yep, founder. Uh, a director, I'd like to say executive director, but then people would think I get some type of compensation. Uh, <laughs> I actually... Uh, a volunteer. I've been volunteering about five or six years alongside of the Providence Police and State Police who have been helping me. Uh, my program, I, a lot of people call it a police program, so that that improves, I don't want to say improves, but definitely uh, narrows down the caliber of young people that I get because they know I'm dealing with law enforcement on a daily basis. Yep. So I, I like that uh, aspect of it. And my program is pretty much, you know, the backdrop is athletics, but we have guest speakers. Uh, we'll have to have you come in as well. Uh, we have guest speakers every week that come in and speak to the kids about their career and the opportunities they can have uh, moving forward, college opportunities, military, and it's just a good time for kids to have a safe place uh, to go and, and feel confident in themselves. And most, I'm assuming because it's called night vision, a lot of these activities are at night. It's, yep, and hence the words that definitely um, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sometimes we go on weekends. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do trips, everything from Six Flags to West Point. I want to go to Six Flags. <laughs> me too. Well, I want to go back to West Point. That I was, think that was kick, one of my favorite <laughs> They kicked me out Look of West Point. <laughs> <laughs> so if people want more information, um, gentlemen, on both of these initiatives, where do we go? How do we let them know? Well, ProvidenceMidnightBasketball.com. Uh, you can go to that to, to, to reach out to the Midnight League staff. Or just my, my regular email is just kobius 71 at gmail. And I'm a personable guy, so I'd rather, you know. Yeah, you know what? You're pretty personable, Kobe. I love that. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And anything else? Sean, would you like to add anything else? Well, one of the things we talked about beforehand is the fact that um, how Kobe and I came together. Yeah. uh, That this league has not only brought together players, different players from across the region who didn't know each other or who weren't. Uh, who may never have played against each other, but it also has brought together a lo- number of individuals from a professional standpoint. Yeah. Um, people have been trying to introduce Kobe and I for the longest time, for whatever <laughs> reason we have it. Um, but over uh, as a result of the Midnight League, uh, we have um, finally met in person and uh, definitely have been. Uh, gr- he's been great to work with. Uh, Kobe is one of the um, not only current leaders of the Providence region, but certainly. Uh, uh, a hot person to keep keep uh, sight on as far as a future leader for the Providence region too as well, and I'll, I'll leave that at that. Well, I think you're both two amazing men doing wonderful things. Um, we will have up on the Waterfire website also the connections to the I mean, like Basketball League as well as Project Night Vision. Um, and again, it, it's just so nice to see what you guys are doing. And you're right, people are making new friends. They're making connections. It's more than just shooting hoops. It's a little bit of everything, right. and uh, everyone should check it out. You're listening to AM790, your station for talking business. And we'll be right back. (laughs) 
And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. We are underwritten by National Grid and sponsored in part by Lifetime Medical, so a big thank you to them. Because of them, we are able to have wonderful guests on that are doing wonderful things again in the compu- in the community. Uh, great conversation uh, a second ago with Kobe Dennis and uh, Sean Holly. Please make sure to check out the incredible work they're doing at the Providence Providence Midnight Summer Basketball League, as well as the Project Night Vision. Um, two great guys, and they're just really giving back. And in that same feeling and community of giving back. I'm really excited to have on my next guest, uh, who I've known now. Uh, He's been at Waterfire as one of our board of directors for longer than I've been at Waterfire. So that's over 11 years. So it's a long time. But he's also um, the development uh, and corporate affairs person for the Comprehensive Community Action Group. And I really wanted to talk about that because this whole show is about giving back to our community. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce everybody to Lee Beliveau. Hello, Lee. Hello. It's great to be here. I'm it's, so glad to have I you And I love that on. music as the intro. I know. <laughs> yeah. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Doesn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you were able to hear any of the interview or if you've heard of what these guys are doing with their... Yes. I, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. They're bringing people together and for this, like, large community events that not only helping, like, mm-hmm. communities and kids, but, you know, really just opening up a lot of doors uh, for people, just even networking-wise. And it's like what we do with Waterfire, yeah. right? Um, but I know that you do the same sort of thing at the Comprehensive Community Action Program. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know that, can you give us some background? Well, yeah. Uh, actually, we're, this year, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. So back... Uh, uh, under President Johnson, uh, under the uh, War on Poverty, uh, uh, community action programs were formed. And um, so we were created to really give back to the community. Uh, we started Head Start programs. We, um, we are doing health centers. We're doing dental centers. So we're doing a lot of programs, a lot of social service uh, counseling in the communities. So each city and town had their own uh, compre- uh, community action program. Mm-hmm. But now under the way the funding and everything has gone, there's only a few. So we're the largest right now in the state. We're in 13, community, uh, 13 communities around Rhode Island. And last year we touched over 25,000 uh, Rhode Islanders wow. through our services. And, it, and it's the gambit of services. Everything from uh, WIC program, uh, nutrition programs to a food bank, uh, behavioral counseling, uh, addiction counseling, um, but the the major thing for us right now is uh, community health centers yeah. and really um, getting our getting our uh, fellow citizens healthy yeah. and not in hospitals uh, and letting them know that they have doctors in the community that will treat them and see them. Well, because preventative health care, exactly. as we know, is so important. Yep. And, you know, what happens is a lot of people don't think that they have access. Yep. And that's it. Then they don't go to the doctor. Yep. And the next thing you know, there goes all the money because they're so sick yep. and it's costing a lot of money to keep. We have four community health centers and uh, two of them have three of the two of them have uh, dental clinics with them. Uh, and then we have the Molar Express, which is a mobile dental clinic that goes around to schools. Wow. But uh, we have uh, health centers on Cranston Street in uh, Cranston. Uh, in Warwick, uh, Wilcox Family Center, which is on Buttonwoods Avenue, yeah. and in Coventry on MacArthur Boulevard. And our newest site, which we're really pleased to announce that, uh, Primary Care Partners, uh, which we just received th- last week a 
$1,000 grant to expand services and integrate services in the city of Warwick. Wow, congratulations. So, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be able to provide so many services. We have a great federal delegation that really supports uh, giving you know back in the community and uh, health care is so important to them and and without them we you know the uh, community health centers would uh, would not survive so so Lee, i didn't even really know a lot about this um, until you know you started working for them and then we were talking a little bit about just what exactly the comprehensive community action program is how does the word get out there, and how do people know when, if they're eligible for some of these services, is everybody eligible, or how does that well, work? Well, it's 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 people who are down. You know, our slogan is we we lend a helping hand to get you back on your feet, mm-hmm. and so it's people who are down and out, and we get them back on their feet from all the different services that we have, um, from GED courses to our. Um, our, our skill centers, uh, which help kids get, get uh, job training and job placements, mm-hmm. uh, to um, you know, uh, different counseling services. So it, it we're we're the we're the first person you go to. So um, United Way has the 211 van that goes around yeah. the community. Well, they're recommending those people come to us and see our services. So we're really the social service. The state government and federal government has sort of you know, with different cuts have sort of uh, put them onto the local communities, and we're sort of their arm in the community. So we are actually in um, our charter was originally, our mission was uh, Cranston, Situate, uh, Coventry, uh, and Foster uh, originally. And, but now we've expanded into other areas. So um, we were the, 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 the direction that everybody went to when they needed a little help, because emergency we have emergency services, we have weatherization programs, we have tax, we come and help you with your taxes. So you uh, really are doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah we are. I, I'm daunted by my taxes. <laughs> Never mind anybody else. Um, what, what are some of the things that we can look forward yeah. to? Like, do you, are you out in the community doing stuff? Um, so we people are actually can right up? now recruiting in Providence. Um, our Providence Skills Center just received a grant from the state um, for the Workforce in, uh, Initiative grant to um, we setting up free training uh, along with the, um, the retail industry. Okay. So we're t- we're we're we are going to be training under the um, Federation of um, Retail uh, Industry uh, uh, Standards, mm-hmm. uh, a four-week program. So, And these kids can get paid while they're doing it. It's for kids from the age of 18 to 24, whether they're employed or unemployed. And they go through our program. They sign up for our, our skill center, but uh, which the skill center is in the Providence Place Mall. It's well, along the train tracks on the side. It's the best kept secret, I think, in the city of Providence is one mm-hmm. of the things we want to get out there. But it's a beautiful facility, great classrooms, and there's they, they get all kinds of uh, uh, product services, satisfactory customer service training. They really get in depth and, and, and are positioned for employment in the retail industry. And then do they essentially almost get funneled right to these different we, um, corporations? We hope, yeah, they, uh, the partners that we have with this program, the Province, Province Place Mall, the Warwick Mall, Garden City, and CBS. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping those partners will t- be able to bring some of these kids into their employment. So, well, what a um, lift up. Yeah. I mean, you know, just because it's so hard to get a job these days. Anyway, yeah. I see with all our interns at Waterfire mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, they're coming into the work community. So 18 to 24 is a really a crucial age group right there. And I think um, 
again, what, where is this happening? Because it's happening at our uh, Providence Skills Center, which is okay. uh, so that for anybody who's interested in it, uh, it's it's open to anyone 18 to 24. Yeah. Uh, the phone number is 401-437-8885 and extension 302. And uh, we have our first class starting on October, uh, excuse me, August 24th. All right, so it's so right around the corner. It is, yep. And so we were just given a grant by the state to run these programs. So we're really excited about it, and we'll be hopefully expanding it as well. We also, that program also does GED um, um, uh, education. So last year, I had just started at uh, CCAP, and we graduated 131 people uh, with their GEDs. I have to tell you, it was an exciting, it was an exciting day uh, seeing those families so proud of those kids, kids, all ages. And uh, we did it, we've expanded so much, we now do it at at Cranston, uh, Cranston East. So that's excellent. And now, do yeah. you find that there's a certain demographic that you're specifically targeted towards? Because again, it sounds like you you do a little bit of everything. Do you do elder care as well? Um, we do a little elder care. You know, we, I see a, we see a lot of that in our um, in our uh, food bank. Yeah. Uh, people coming in who are uh, you know are on food stamps and different things. Um, we in our health centers, yes. Uh, but some of the other caps in our area take care of uh, the elderly part of ours. And then in Cranston, they have a great senior center. Yeah. Uh, so the, a lot of services are covered there. So we try not to duplicate. We try to be innovative and creative in creating new services that are needed. So not duplicate. Excellent. We're going to have to take a break in a second. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this. I think you've got an event coming up. Besides I do. This, which I, I got a couple talk of about. them. Yeah. So, Lee, Lee, we could talk forever. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about our water fire event, yes. the fireball as well. Everyone, you're listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we're talking to Lee Beliveau all about the uh, Comprehensive Community Action Program and all the great things that people are doing here in Rhode Island to help each other and give each other a hand up. Want to be involved in Rhode Island's largest volunteer-supported arts organization? Waterfire Providence has rewarding volunteer opportunities at every Waterfire lighting and throughout the week, every week. Our incredible volunteers make it all happen in a variety of ways, from being on the river to greeting guests and everything in between. There's truly something for everyone. Individuals and groups can get involved today. Email us at volunteer at waterfire.org or call 401-273-9727. Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And I'm Bronwyn Dannenfeltzer, your host, and I am speaking with Lee Beliveau, who is the Vice President of Development and Corporate Affairs at the Comprehensive Community Action Center, which I'm looking at the brochure even now, Lee, and it's just you do everything. Um, it is very, very, I understand, comprehensive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but everything, you know, as I was looking at this from affordable housing to helping people who are having, who need heating assistance. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about National Grid. Yeah. National Grid's my... Yeah, uh, so I, I loved it when you said the National Grid is supporting this program. A lot of people don't know National Grid, the money that uh, that's in our in our bills that is set aside for people who need help uh, with their um, uh, upgrading their systems and different things. Well, we manage that. That's our weatherization program 
and um, um, we've replaced boilers and different things for people in the community who need it. And uh, we manage that program for National Grid in our community. So they're one of our partners as well, and we're glad to have them on board. So yep. it's great to see them uh, getting involved in the community. So now I'm imagining that you must have to do some fundraising and help to raise funds when to do all of these different programs, again, from the Molar Express to Family Dentistry to everything from counseling and food and housing and fuel assistance. How do you do that? Do you have well, anything coming up? We do, actually. As part of our 50th celebration, we have year-long uh, events that we uh, have put together, which we'll be kicking off on September 17th uh, at our first annual uh, Chip for Charity golf tournament at Harbor Lights Marina and, and Country Club uh, in uh, Warwick Neck. We're excited about that. And because it's a nine-hole golf tournament, it's not a lot of golfers and things, we're also having a community awards dinner that night. And for the first year of that, we're going to be honoring Scott Avedesian, the mayor of Warwick. Great guy. Uh, yeah. And the tickets are... Seventy dollars a person, a uh, hundred and a uh, uh, hundred and forty a uh, uh, couple. Uh, I don't think the numbers are there. And six twenty uh, a table of ten. I know that number. So somebody, uh, if somebody wants more information on that, where can we send them to? Just to they look? can uh, just they can contact me at okay. uh, CCAP um, at four six seven four six one zero. All right, so what we'll do is we'll put that up on the Waterfire um, Facebook page okay, and, and yeah. website so that people can have a direct And we link. have a great auction item on, uh, that I want to talk about, a, 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 a special tent in the Brazier Society with some some nice uh, riverboat tours of uh, uh, Waterfire. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Well, you know, and thank you for <laughs> And jewelry, too, you said. So. <laughs> we, we got lots of stuff that I'm handing <laughs> off to you for that. And actually, you know, all the work that you've done on the Waterfire board, I started off letting people know. How long have you been on the board, Lee? Oh, God. I, I, I Well, I... I was Beverly Scott's representative on the first round of board members, so That's like I, twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Beverly was one either you're first not year old or second year. <laughs> first or second year, Beverly went on, and then I would represent her, and then just loved what Barnaby was doing, and you know what all the people there are doing, mm-hmm. and I really didn't get it though until that movie you, go, you guys did and the documentary, the documentary, and that uh, really understood Barnaby and his his magic uh, that he has to change it every single time. Well, so and, all the, and all the work that goes into yeah. it, right? Oh, yeah, not only, we know that. Not only as a board and the volunteer yeah. volunteers there, but also the people volunteering on the river and yeah. everything else. And speaking of which, yes. because you've got your 50th anniversary yeah. here that you're celebrating, but we've got our 20th, and yeah. we are going to be doing this incredible event called the Fireball. You're on the committee. I am, but it's also to kick off our capital campaign. And it's kicking off our capital <laughs> campaign, and it's in our new building. That's and, right. Yeah. You know, and I know that um, it's September 3rd. We've got information about it. We really it's, want everyone to I, come and, out. And, and being on the committee, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because Eugene Lead and Barnaby are, are teaming up to create this amazing event. It's yeah. going to be spectacular. I think it's going to be the hottest ticker, ticket of the season. Well, you know, and I was like, we've got a committee of like 100, I've mm-hmm. got to tell you, just phenomenal mm-hmm. people that are all helping to put this together, all different levels of tickets. So even, yeah. you know, so people can come in at the $250 level and yeah. start the evening off. But we're also roasting Barnaby. So, yes, that's right. You know, and I've told people yeah. this could be interesting. This yeah. could be fun. And remember, you were the big advocate for getting that uh, that dessert tier level ticket mm-hmm. for younger people. So we really want to see them come out and support this event. Absolutely. I mean, check it out. Huge mm-hmm. building, yeah. DJ, yeah. all right, liquor. 
yeah. fun yeah. dancing and water fire. Yeah. I mean, just a really and good Eugene night. And Eugene and Barnaby have some really great surprises for people, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> so it's... I want everyone to go check out our water fire website. Come to the fireball. Also find out information about Lee's event for the Comprehensive Community Action Program. It's a big year for them. They're doing a lot of incredible stuff, and they need your help. Yeah, and just you can any information you need from us is CCAP, comcap.org. Sounds good, Lee. Thank you so much for joining me. This is great. Everybody out there, our next full water fire lighting is August 29th. Um, Until then, have a wonderful time. We'll be back next week. And guess what? Next week, we're back on Tuesday because we've been preempted by the damn Yankees again for Wednesday. So Tuesday, 3 o'clock, be listening. So be there, be square. Enjoy. (laughs) See you down by the riverside.